This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. Welcome to another edition of Radiant Reflections. Today, Pastor Josh here, myself, Pastor Josh Brown, will continue our discussion on sexuality, gender, and today we're going to be talking a bit more about how we, as followers of Jesus, need to treat those around us. How do we treat our gay friends, family members, and neighbors? Today, Josh and I will tackle that question on this edition of Radiant Reflections. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Radiant Reflections. Uh, my name is Josh, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by... JB, worship arts pastor. Our other host. On the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, it's been... I don't know, I mean, our last episode aired, I think, in mid-July. July 20th. Yeah, and so and we had recorded those episodes. Yes. <laughs> a good bit before then even so we haven't actually sat down to record a podcast in a good few months summer's kind of kicked our butts summer was insane yes so let's let's do this though just so we're recording this uh, middle of september 2021 i don't know when you're listening to this or watching this but that's when we're recording it Mm -hmm. uh what was a highlight from your summer jb a highlight for my summer i was gonna say uh i will say our trip to Washington, D.C. That was so fun. Pastor Ryan and Katie took us uh, to Washington, D.C. I'd never been there. The sites were amazing. The architecture particularly was amazing. Um, and I really enjoyed riding on the scooters. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. I did know you were going to Around say the that. city with all my friends. It, that was fantastic. Juvenile, but fantastic. Uh, I don't know. It's not juvenile to want right. to be part of a group of people doing something fun. That's true. That's so true. yes, that the was scooters, actually though. Like I keep my neighbors are even t- saying because I have a scooter now. I'm just cruising around the neighborhood, and uh, my one neighbor who is like in his 80s, his name's Gary, awesome guy. He uh, continually tells me that I'm too old for for the scooter, and I'm 42. So I'm like, boy, if Gary's telling me I'm too old, he, he might. I, I don't know. We'll if you're, I don't know. I think if you can ride the scooter, yeah, and not injure yourself, <laughs> which <laughs> we know someone. <laughs> Who broke their wrist riding a scooter. He doesn't look like me at all. That's but, right. Yeah. But I, I do hear he wears like pretty exotic shirts like you do. I've, I've heard that recently. Uh, <laughs> no, so I think if you can ride it and not get injured, you're not yeah. too old to ride a scooter. Okay. That, if, yeah. if you ride a scooter you and hurt. you get injured or you, I don't know, crash more than once. Yeah. That's, you might be too old to ride yeah. a scooter. But that's what I say like about motorcycles. There's two kinds of p- people who ride motorcycles. Those who've laid them down and those who will. Yeah, those who haven't laid it down yet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's what's gonna happen. You're gonna, you're gonna drop a bike sometime in your life if you ride motorcycles. So on that happy note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're back yeah. and uh, we are continuing our conversation. Wait. About we, we can't start yet. You didn't say what your highlight of summer was. Yeah, see, was but like. I always manage to like no, sneak no, no. by without Come on. actually answering any of these things. What was your favorite? <laughs> what was your highlight of your summer? So, so I will say the DC trip was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and the, the camaraderie that we have with our team, like that was yeah. really high up there on my, my summer highlight list. Yeah. Uh, I also went with my family, so my wife and kids and uh, some of my in-laws. We went out to South Dakota. And I love, 
out west, the mountains. Black just, hills, we were in right? the Black Hills. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> that's just, like, you wake up every morning. And we, in South Dakota, we stayed in a covered wagon. Like, we camped in a covered wagon. But <laughs> wow. you would wake up <clears throat> every morning, walk out of the covered wagon, and, like, you look out over the forest, and the and you're just like, oh. Heaven. Like, that's, I could, I could look at that every day cool. and not get sick of it, so. Good. That was a, that I was couldn't let you skate by because no, right. you had some fun stuff you did that's as well. All right. Yeah, it was good. Um, but anyway, so we're continuing our series about uh, sexuality. Uh, you know, we've, we've done so far in this series, you know, uh, JB and I interviewed Sam Albury, which fantastic, yeah. fantastic episodes. Just there. came out with a new book. Uh, what's his new one? I don't think um, I'll find out what you're, what I'm you're reading, telling. I'm actually reading one of his other books right now, uh, The Seven Myths of Singleness, Ooh, which is I an interesting. It's it's kind of challenging, you know, a little bit of a, sure. a heart check as somebody who's not single. Like, oh, like, do I, you know, in a sense, perpetuate some of these maybe negative stereotypes mm-hmm. about singles in the church? I don't know. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a challenging read. He's, uh, he's, yeah, really good stuff. His new book is called What God Has to Say About Our Bodies. And Paul David Tripp wrote the foreword. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, that's, Very that's cool. something. Very yeah. cool. Is it out yet or is it pre It is out. It is out because I've been seeing some things uh, on Twitter, particularly people okay. uh, are, are really, really stoked about this uh, nice. book. So it's one I want to add to my stack. Maybe it isn't out. I think it is. I saw oh, it on the previous I'll have to check. Yeah. I'll anyway. have to check. Because yeah, his, his other books that I've read, they're all, they're all really good. Like yeah. he, 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 I like his style of writing. Um, yeah. But, but he... He doesn't mess around. Like he's hyper intelligent. He'll go uh, right oh. for the the issue, and yeah, yeah he doesn't. Yeah, yeah he doesn't mess around. And the around blessing I think of Sam's perspective is he is a gay Christian. Like he's he's a believer in Jesus who deals with same sex attraction daily, has chosen to live a celibate life, and is speaking from a place of experience. He's not, you know, which we were very thankful to be able to connect with him and have him on our podcast. Yes, um, to bring that sort of uh, perspective that we don't have. Yeah. Um, so can't can't recommend his books enough. I mean, no. go go to Amazon. Uh, check out mm-hmm. check out Sam Alberry's books. Uh, so we had those episodes, uh, and then in the the most recent two episodes, uh, JB and I walked through kind of the the proof texts, if you will, in Scripture. What what can we learn from Scripture about same sex relationships? Mm-hmm. Is that something that the Bible addresses? Is that just an old law kind of thing, so to speak? Or does that carry over into how we are called to function now as, as followers of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I'll give you the, the Cliff Notes version. I mean, the scripture is pretty clear yeah. uh, in its description of, of same-sex relationships as being outside of God's design. Yeah. So, however... We want to we want to take a little bit of time here in this part of the conversation to talk through even even though there's a there's a pretty clear case from scripture how are we called to actually engage the men and women in our communities in our families who are experiencing these things they experience mm-hmm. same sex attraction maybe they're in a same sex relationship uh, what's you know maybe the right way to approach them you know they're yeah. Unfortunately, there are examples out there of yes. what we would say is the wrong way. <laughs> right. <laughs> the wrong way of doing right. it. Uh, and, I, and I think the wrong way, you can actually have like two extremes yeah. of the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the one hand, you've got, you've got that mentality that like, 
hey, you know, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. You're like, go for it. You know, that would be more of that affirming stance uh, towards the same-sex relationships. But on the other side, you have people that are downright hateful yeah. and, and hurtful yeah. uh, to men and women who are, are in same-sex relationships. Um, you know, there's a, I probably shouldn't, <laughs> probably shouldn't say the name, but I mean, there's a church that's become, in a sense, infamous yeah. for, for the way that they, you know, they go to, you know. I saw this group. I in was, person? In person. I was at the Southern Baptist oh, Convention in June. You were talking about that. In Nashville, uh, meeting with the Southern Baptist guys, talking to them a little bit about what I do. And these, this church was outdoors uh, of the conference center, and they had these grotesque signs. Like, the things that they're saying on these signs, there's no way that they can say the Holy Spirit is motivating them to say mm. these things. It is so... It, to me, it was even, it was past like making a, like a hype statement and it was vulgar. Mm. This was vulgar and crass and just really disgusting. Yeah. And I would say probably in the middle of these two things we're talking about, you know, you have things like conversion therapy, oh. which we know. Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. That's, that's not good. No, no, science, science really doesn't support that. And I think the testimonies of people who have experienced that, um, it doesn't work. Yeah, which for those of you, so if, yeah. if they're like, what in the world is conversion therapy? Yeah. Unpack that. So conversion therapy was something that I believe was initially developed by a very, very great organization focused on the family. I believe uh, James Dobson. I, if, if I'm wrong about that, James, if you're watching the podcast... Not you happy. never know. Yeah, you never know, bro. But uh, yeah, so conversion therapy essentially was the idea that when you received Christ as your Lord and Savior, depending on your proclivity towards same-sex attraction, upon conversion, you could go through a therapeutic process and be converted to not have that attraction anymore. Like, not only would you not engage in sexual activity that was uh, outside of God's blessing in the, in the scriptures, but you all of a sudden, like a light switch magically, because of these therapeutic uh, sessions that you've been in, that you just don't even, you're not even attracted to the same sex anymore. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. They didn't have a lot of success. Uh, no, because no, even the founders. Because I mean, it doesn't work that no, way. No, it, it doesn't work that way. And it's, it's kind of like, I mean, we would say any other thing that's outside of the bounds of Scripture. I happen to be a very unique person in the world of, of addiction, right? Mm -hmm. So I was a drug addict for many years, and it was like a light switch for me. It was a miraculous encounter with God where... One day I was this way, and the next day I was completely changed and had no desire. But I know plenty of brothers and sisters in Christ who, born again, God is, is at the center of their life, Jesus is at the center of their life, but they battle with temptation and a struggle to mm -hmm. drink more than they should or to use illegal drugs. And they're still followers of Jesus. You can't just say, you know, it's up to God now. Can God change same-sex attraction feelings miraculously? He absolutely can do that. 
Um, but to say that he does for every single solitary person. Right. right. And that would be to say, and not, and not that, I want to be careful here. I'm not equating same-sex sex attraction with like a, a disease. So hear me, that, I'm not saying that's the yeah. same. But it's similar, like yeah. we know that, that through the power of Holy Spirit, people can be healed of their yeah. physical injuries or illnesses, but not everybody is. And that's God's, and that's, that's up to him. Yeah. So, I mean, so yes, it's possible, but to say that that will or should happen mm-hmm. in every case is, uh, there's not really a good biblical no. case to be made uh, for that kind of a stance. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that's what conversion therapy is, mm-hmm. uh, not real great. But so, so what we want to do here is, is wade into the, uh, the waters of this, trying to unpack a little bit for, for you and for us the, the practical, like, well, what do we actually do? How do we interact with, uh, you know, again, our, our friends, our relatives, yeah. our mm-hmm. neighbors who are, yeah. this is the life they're living. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of this is inspired by uh, material put out by Preston Sprinkle. We've referenced mm-hmm. him multiple times. He has mm-hmm. the Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender really fantastic resources there. Yeah. Uh, he, he does a great job kind of walking in that tension of you know, upholding a, a biblical sexual ethic, but at the same time uh, leaning into the idea that uh, men and women that are uh, same-sex attracted, men and women that are in same-sex relationships, uh, all of them, like those are people that God loves and that Jesus died for. Yeah. Just the same as you or I, regardless of what our hangups might be. Right. So, yeah. And as of the recording of this podcast, like just the day before, um, Preston put out on his podcast, which is called Theology in the Raw, Dr. Preston Sprinkle, I would definitely recommend this podcast. Um, Episode 901, uh, The Historically Christian View of Marriage, Part 1. Fantastic podcast. Um, He goes through several points that historically, beyond and, and uh, outside of even religious conviction, just language, linguistics, what does lang- what do the words mean? Uh, what has culture historically uh, felt about these issues? Fantastic podcast. If you wanna have a really simple overview, uh, I would recommend uh, checking that out, Theology in the Raw, episode 901. Right, and because some of that is, you know, you look at the issue of uh, same-sex marriage. Right. I mean, I mean, uh, Dr. Sprinkle would make the case that, well, like marriage, kind of by definition and design, right from creation, was a man and a woman. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sex so, so, so that's what marriage is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not saying, oh, if you're a same-sex couple, you shouldn't be able to get the same benefits. You right. Know, you shouldn't have the legal protections. Right. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Like, right. it isn't saying that. It's just saying, hey, we, we don't have the authority to redefine mm-hmm. what marriage is. Right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, check out uh, Theology in the Raw. And, uh, yeah, fantastic podcast. But let's, let's wade into that a little bit mm-hmm. now, JB, just with uh, this idea of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. So some of this is inspired, right, in, in John chapter 8, we see this encounter between Jesus mm-hmm. and this woman that's brought to Jesus who was caught in adultery, mm-hmm. which I've always wondered, yeah. who's hanging out yeah. in, in a spot 
where they can catch someone. Yeah, what were these adultery? Toms doing? Right. <laughs> and also, like another, where's the dude? Because last I checked, adultery yeah. it requires uh, two parties. And in Old Testament law, both of them would have been put yes. to death. So yes, but so this this woman is is dragged before Jesus, and they said, "Oh, hey, we caught this woman in adultery. Like, should we stone her?" Right, and and Jesus says, "All right." Okay, well, he doesn't say anything at first, right? He's writing in the sand, yeah. which pickles everybody's noodle a little bit. Like, what's he writing in the sand? But anyways, so they bring her before him, and he says, hey, those of you that are without sin, you be the first one to throw a stone. Right. Go for it. Yeah. And gradually. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the reason why he did that is because at that time, the penalty for adultery was stoning. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures give p- very, very plain qualifications. There has to be witnesses. And so when Jesus did this, when he asked these guys to bear witness of their peeping Tom practice and say, yes, I saw this actually happening, when they refused to do this, Jesus could not condemn her because the law was not fulfilled. The law, the, the law for, for that, that sentence was not fulfilled. And up until the time that Jesus was crucified, bearing the full death penalty for sin, it was still in effect. So he didn't disobey or change or do anything different. He, he followed it perfectly. And these guys were not willing to bear witness of what their accusation was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was able to extend grace right. to her. So, so in, in this face where really, by all rights, this woman could have been penalized because of her violation of the law, mm-hmm. right? Jesus says, hey, you guys aren't going to throw the stones. And he says, hey, where, where are your accusers? Yeah. You know, and the woman looks up, they're gone. Yeah. So that's the grace. He said, in, in, a, in a place where she could have been condemned, right. Jesus didn't condemn. The truth side, though, is that Jesus says to the woman, go now and leave your life of sin. Like, cut it out. Yeah. Like, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. So you, you, get, you get both aspects right. there. So that's the grace and truth. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, where you see some of these extremes, you know, are, you know, maybe they, they leave truth out of the picture, mm-hmm. and, and that isn't helpful. Or, you know, we referenced that one example on the other extreme, where you leave, uh, you leave truth out, and it's right. just all, hey, you know, well, yeah, or right. what, did I just say that? Well, that, I, I think that you're, you're bringing up a really good point there. Um, if we believe what the scriptures say about the, the definition of marriage, and the definition of sexuality and how God has designed man and woman, uh, men, men and women, uh, what is love? So if you were to go to a person and say, uh, hey, that's okay, what you're actually saying is that you don't believe what the scriptures say is true. Mm. And you're actually not treating them with love. And I've heard it said before, you know, if you were, if I was your neighbor, Josh, and Nicole and the children were in the house and you were away or whatever, and I start seeing smoke rolling out of a broken window at your house, you can be sure I'm gonna kick a door down to try to get the children out, get Nicole out, call the fire department. It's a rescue mission because I care about you and I care about your family. Mm -hmm. 
if I didn't believe that the fire could harm them, or I thought, oh, they'll figure it out themselves. They'll it's wake okay. up, they'll wake up. They it's no smoke big deal. Alarms, smoke right. doesn't make people sleepy. Carbon monoxide, <laughs> monoxide, whatever. <laughs> then I would just let the house burn down with the people inside. That's not love. Mm. That's not love at all. Love is also speaking the truth. But I think in this particular issue, and I think it's probably the crux of this podcast, is how are we doing that? Like, how are we speaking truth? Because, forgive me, viewers and listeners, we've sucked at it. <laughs> we've we, been terrible. We, the church has we been as the, as the church, yeah. the, the, the global, the big C church. universal church. Yeah. yeah, we've treated people poorly. We've, uh, we have been homophobic at times. We've been unloving. We, have, uh, we just haven't been Jesus to people. And, and that's just not okay. And you know what? If you're watching or you're listening and you've been treated that way by a Christ follower, I'm sorry. You know, we're sorry that you've been treated that way. Jesus wouldn't treat you that way. Um, and prayerfully, hopefully you can connect with another Christian who will love you right where you are, just as Jesus does. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things, and, and not just within the, the, the context of same-sex you know, relationships and, and attraction, right? Mm -hmm. But... It's this idea that God loves us just the way we are, mm -hmm. but he loves us too much to let us stay there. And that's kind of yeah. what you're, like, there's this, yeah. there's this, uh, uh, balance. Yeah, I mean, because it isn't something where, like, the things that we've done do not rule us out, but the mm -hmm. things that we are currently doing do not rule us out from yeah. entering into a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. But once we're there, I mean, Holy Spirit will begin to chip yeah. away the aspects of our lives that don't resemble Jesus. Yep. yep. So, yeah. So, and that can be a painful process. So, let's, let's get practical. Yeah. Somebody's got a family member, mm -hmm. a son, a daughter, a right. brother, sister. Right. And, and that person comes to them and says, hey, I'm, I'm actually attracted to the same sex. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship with a member of the same sex. Yeah. Uh, let's say this happens to you, yeah. right? This happens to you. Uh, one of your family members comes and, and right. tells you this. You're a, you know, you're a pastor, you're a yep. follower of Jesus. How do, yep. you, how do you engage that person? Yeah. Like, do you, do you just say, well, have you read Romans <laughs> chapter one lately? Deuteronomy. Because, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you know, Josh, I think that's a great question. Um, for me, I, I think it would be something that you would accept initially. Mm. You can't just deny a person's reality. I deny your reality and I replace it with my own. You can't do that. You know, I think initially you have to accept what this person's saying. And I think first and foremost, I would need to listen. I would need to listen to this person. Just listen. What, what, do, what do they have to say about this? What, where are they at? How, how did they learn that this was what they were dealing with, et cetera. Um, yeah, I think listening definitely it would be the first thing to do. The second thing um, would be to affirm love, mm. affirm the relationship. Apart from however I feel or see this family member and their current perspective is, hey, no matter what, I love you. Because in my family, they, most of my family members, they would know. They would know what my perspective would be on a biblical stance on marriage, sexuality, etc. So they would come knowing that. Like mm. they would come knowing, hey, 
uh, Josh is going to feel differently about this than I am. So that's going to be a hard thing for them to do in the first place. Think how difficult that would be. Which actually, I mean, that's, that's another thing. You, know, you talk about you know, affirming. Like, if, if somebody knows, let, let's say you, you take a, a you know, biblical ethic towards sexuality, and, and you'd say, hey, same-sex relationships, that's outside God's design. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this person knows that that is your stance. Yeah. And they come to you, and they're telling you about this. Like, that takes some guts. Knowing that you'll disagree. Knowing that you'll disagree. Yeah, it sure does. So I, I think in that case, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you commend that person's willingness to mm-hmm. engage you in conversation. So Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think having that conversation and just continuing to affirm uh, your love for that person. You know, I would want to tell that person, you know, I care about you. I love you. Um, regardless of whether we agree on this or not. Um, and then... I would last, I'd want to just continue doing life with that person, that family member. Um, you know, the idea of cutting oneself off. You know, how are you going to have an impact? Mm. How are you going to have any sort of meaningful, if you hope for this person to one day change, if you truly believe, how can you, uh, how can you do that if, you don't, if you're not in a relationship? You know, people will change when, when, they're known they're, when they know they're loved. Mm-hmm. But when they don't think that they're loved and accepted, there's a loss of respect, you know. Yeah. Well, in that word that you used, I think that's the, that's the core. You know, as you talk about a, in a grace and truth approach to, to this particular issue, um, at the core of it is relationship. Mm. Right? One of the ways that we've gone wrong is, and again, this, this you know, one extreme, this church over here, like, yeah. like they're, they're trying to, uh, well, they're not trying, like they are, they are attacking people condemning they're condemning them and these are people that they don't even know mm-hmm. no relationship there's no, no relationship connection. at all yeah. yet they say no i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna yeah. tell you why exactly you're going to hell and mm-hmm. it's like whoa now granted maybe i'm like because my bet even with like things like evangelism mm-hmm. my bent is much more relational i'm yeah. not a big and, and hey, and if you do this, fine. And if you're successful, if you're winning people to Jesus through something like street preaching, more power to you. Yeah. Um, but like my bent is more, I'm going to yeah. connect to somebody. We're going to get, get to know each other. And over the course of time, we're going to have conversations. I'm going to plant seeds, water seeds. Yeah. So, so I just think that relationship component is crucial. Mm-hmm. Right? When, let's say there, there comes a moment where you do, you have to, in a sense, take a stand on truth, and you have to you have to unpack what Scripture says mm-hmm. about same-sex relationships. That's going to be done much better if you actually have, mm-hmm. have a, a healthy relationship with the other person. Yeah, so. and you bring up a great point there, Josh. I think that's something that we can do if we want to be people of truth. And of grace, grace and truth, we need to know what the Bible says. Yes. It's not okay for you to just say, oh, God says that being gay is wrong and sinful. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> great. Uh, great. You know, what, what is, do you know? Like, have you spent the time uh, considering what the scriptures have to say? And can you handle and manage those scriptures in a way that shows God's love? Because as you were talking about this other church that is condemning and no relationship. I, the scripture came to, came to my mind. It's it's the kindness, it's the goodness of God mm. that leads a person to repentance, and it fits exactly what you said about relationship. You know, 
you screaming and barking at somebody that you don't even know about how wrong and sinful they are, is that kindness? Mm-hmm. Is that goodness? No, but if you have a, a neighbor, a family member, a friend that you're loving on a regular basis in other ways, you know, whether providing uh, for them, just showing kind acts, whatever it could be, you're going to have a lot more traction there o- over time. No, no, that's yeah. good. That's good. Always, when it comes to, to, to grace and truth, always lead with grace. Hmm. Always lead with grace. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got people that lead with truth and that just... You, don't, you never get to the chance to actually employ grace because you just shut down any chance at a, yeah. at a connection. Um, man, you were saying something, and I was like, oh. But now I'm trying to remember. You sparked a thought in my mind. And now I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Do you ever have that? Like, yes. I, I'm getting to the point where like, I've, I've got to write stuff down. Otherwise, Same. I just it just... Yeah. Falls right out the back of my mind. Yep, I'll have a. I've got a notepad and paper, not a gadget, but I have to do that exact thing when something pops in my head. Got to write it down. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think you know one of the one of the things too. You know, JB talks about listening, taking a posture of listening, and in a sense, a posture of learning. So somebody comes to you, they say, "Hey, this is this is my life," and you and you take that posture of learning and listening. One of the reasons that can be really important is is uh, these are not cookie-cutter right. individuals, right. right? So somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. Well, you might have some assumptions about what that means. Maybe you think, oh, like you're sleeping with somebody of the same sex mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, whatever your you know, right. kind of <laughs> mental box is about what, what that word means. Mm-hmm. They might not mean the same thing. Right. So, but you're not going to know that unless you take time to listen and understand, you know, where they're coming from. You know, I think as a, I remember as a teenager, which I was, I was a jerk bag of a teenager, um, like, like super, like super Pharisee. Same. Like, nope, yeah. you guys, y'all just, y'all just going to burn kind of thing. Yeah. I was the one burning. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was, I was not kind, you know, and, and I remember as a teenager, like you have this, you have this mental image of of what you know for, for example what it, what a gay guy is like mm-hmm. you know the mannerisms the the boy you know all these stereotypes you know which right. and then the, the first first couple of times i actually ever interacted with gay men i was like okay well this isn't anything right at all like right. what that's i you know that that stereotype that i've got floating around sure. in my brain and you're like okay well i guess i have to Rethink it. I have to rethink some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Allow yourself to be in a position to rethink some things. Yeah. If you go into it like, nope, this is what it is. Again, not, you don't change truth. We don't change truth. Right. But you know, if you go into a, go into a conversation and, and you have your mind made up about what something is or is not, uh, yeah, you're, just, you're probably not going to have a real great conversation yeah. there. So Definitely. But... Um, what else you thinking? Man, I, my hope is that when someone listens to this podcast or watches this podcast on YouTube, um, ask yourself this question. Do I know as a Christian? Because I think predominantly most of the people who listen or watch this are Christians. Right? Probably. Do you know any gay people? Do you have any gay friends? Like, do you have any connection? Uh, if you don't, 
you might want to rethink that. You know, if you want to have an impact and you want to uh, see change for good in a person's life, you're going to have to make friends with people that you may not see eye to eye with. Uh, I think that that's a, that can be a real challenging thing to, to step into, but you need to be able to do it. Well, and even a posture, you know, because you've got, uh, you have people that, uh, I think we've actually had this happen here at the church, you know, where people are like, oh, like, did you see there was that, there's a, a gay couple at church this past Sunday, yeah. like freaking out, like, yeah. we got to do something. What are we going like, to do about gotta, this? Gotta, <laughs> gotta lock the doors. And it's like, no, yeah. like, why, right. why in the world would we right. stop somebody from coming into an environment yeah. where we would say we're pointing people to Jesus? Like, why, why in the world would we create any barriers to that? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is, is, is challenging our own, you know, uh, pre-existing ideas and, and just our prejudices. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself uh, to enter into relationships with people, to, to connect, to grow, uh, to mm-hmm. learn and figure out, well, what, what does this actually look like? And lead with grace. Mm-hmm. Lead with grace. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing most of us that <clears throat> get really up in arms about things, right? And we'll say, oh, well, the Bible says, like, like J.B. said, yeah. <clears throat> well, do we actually know what the Bible says? And are we taking the full counsel of Scripture? Mm. Because, sure, Scripture says, hey, this, this right. kind of thing is a sin, this kind of thing is a sin. Right. Uh, but it also tells us that we're supposed to love our enemies. And if mm. we're supposed to love our enemies, I think it also makes an allowance for us to love people that mm-hmm. maybe just think a little bit differently. Family than and friends. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's a, not saying it's easy. I mean, and obviously something that we have to rely on Holy Spirit uh, to give us. But yeah, don't just cherry pick all the verses and say, this is the way it is. Yeah. You, you ever see that uh, floating around on uh, social media? It, the, they change the caption, but it's the guy sitting by the table and they'll make oh, some sort of statement white, and then it says, change my mind. Yeah, the white card. He has like a white card and he's like at, <laughs> at a college campus or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's usually done in kind of a, a jerk way, to where it's yeah. like, go ahead, like I dare you, yeah. I dare you to try to argue against the statement yeah. that I just made. Yeah. Um, but I would encourage all of you to to take a posture where you're actually open, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I think. Yeah. Change my mind though, like like yeah. give me information to uh, mm-hmm. you know you know change the way that I I view this particular thing. So at the very least, change the way that I may be treating others, at the very yes. least, uh, start there with a willful uh, decision to say, I'm going to love the people around me, regardless of who they are, who they love, what they do, I'm going to love those people. Yeah. I'm going to love them. And then, hey, you, you also, it, it gets a little bit uh, more nuanced, too, when you look at if the person that comes to you, right, and they want to have a conversation, maybe your family member, your friend, your neighbor, whatever, uh, it's maybe a different set of conversations. No, uh, you'd still use the same approach. But if that person says that they're a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. you can approach it one way, still yeah. with grace and truth. Right. Still with grace and truth. Uh, if the person that comes to you and, and they're not a follower of Jesus, in a sense, we have to tread a little bit more carefully. Yeah. Because, you know, Paul talks about, and he's, you know, he's talking to the church in Corinth, and he says, hey, we, we don't judge the people outside of the church. Right. Right. Like the, one of the, one of the ways that I think the, the, at least in America, like where the church has gone wrong is 
we, we want to hold everybody to a biblical standard. Yeah. Now, yeah. would society be sure. a heck of a lot better sure. if everybody lived into a godly ethic? Not just sexually, right. but in all areas. In all ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's be not even what the Bible says is a reality of life. Right. That's not real. Right. Because we all have we all have corrupted sin natures, right? But Paul says, "Hey, we don't judge the people outside the church. You know, we do call the people. If you if you said, yep, hey, I'm following Jesus. I mean, we're going to hold you to a higher standard because yeah. you've said that's the standard that you want right. to be held to. Right. I mean, so we're just we're just helping you out there. Right. Um, so you do want to be careful too there that you don't jump down somebody's throat. Say, oh well, the Bible says they don't. They yeah. don't, they don't care what the Bible says. It's crazy to to expect people to." behave and live like Jesus when they don't even know him. <laughs> yeah. It's just backwards. Yeah. yeah. So, so check yourself on, <laughs> on, on that uh, issue there yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, lead with grace as you have opportunity to talk about truth. And yeah, never let it be something to where you're like, you're forcing it down you know, on somebody. You just want to be mindful of that. As Holy Spirit guides and Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, again, yeah. we'll go back to that church. Like yeah. it, it's hard to believe that Holy Spirit is in something that is yeah. hateful and hurtful yeah. and and yeah, outside of the lines of Scripture itself. Because right? you say, oh, well, hey, you know, this thing is a sin. I'm going to be a jerk bag to this group of people. Well, being a jerk bag is a that's covered by a yeah. bunch of other sins. So absolutely. You know, I don't know. We, we can't have it. We can't have it both ways. So, yeah. all right. Anything else you want to say on this one? No. Okay. no it's a good conversation. I hope, hope you're encouraged as you listened or watched. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, you can, you can go way more in depth uh, than, than what we've done here. Preston Sprinkle has mm-hmm. uh, resources. Uh, it's really cool, actually. Uh, his Grace and Truth material uh, is based on his conversations, his friendships with his friends, yeah. with his friends who yeah. are actually walking through yeah. you know, some of these different uh, yeah. types of relationship. And so. some of his friends are affirming and some are not affirming. You know, he he's just has a kind of a wide uh, spectrum, which is great because you're hearing from all different perspectives, which is it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've heard and I, I don't remember where this comes from. Right. But the idea like in, in scripture, it talks about meditating mm. on the law of God. And, and the, the picture that I was, I was given for this, and not, not that I came up with, but I, I heard somebody teach this, that when they, when they talk about meditation, right, it isn't mm-hmm. this like empty your mind, like Eastern meditation, yeah. like, oh. Stare at your belly button. You know, right. It's, it's not that, but it's this idea that like, if you, if you look at a truth, right, it's like a gemstone, right? And it has all these different facets. So when you meditate mm. on it, Right, you're you're actually like you're you're looking at this truth from every every angle, exploring every facet of it. Um, in this area too, I would say like dig in, like explore yeah. it from all kinds of different angles, yeah. uh, and allow yourself to be stretched a little bit and maybe challenged in some of the things that you hold tightly to. So, but yeah. all right. Well, hey, I think we'll wrap that up. Now, we're, we're a little bit up in the air. We're, we're trying to nail down a couple more things here within this series. Um, so if, if we're a little bit spotty and when you see these released, it's just because we, we don't want to cut something short uh, before it's uh, reached its 
fullness. <laughs> and but, sees every opportunity, yeah. you know, to speak about this subject in a circumspect way, you know. And that does mean from different perspectives and, and yep. different people. So yeah, yeah. But hey, we appreciate you joining us. This has been yeah. episode seventy-one of Reading Reflections. Glad you could be with us. We would love it if you would like, share, rate, review, subscribe, all of those good things. Whether you are uh, taking this in via YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, uh, you can just throw us up a review if you found this beneficial. We would Super love helpful. it. Yeah, we would love it. That just helps. Yeah. They've got their algorithms and whatnot, all the reviews, all that stuff plays into uh, how much more likely it is that people see what we're doing yep. here. So, and yep. it's not that we think we're just awesome and everyone should listen to us, but we think that we have the opportunity to speak into some situations mm-hmm. as God gives us the, yep. the opportunity. So, yeah. cool. Well, hey, we'll see you guys next time for Radiant Reflections. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.